Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. Yep, graduation day. That's honestly what I'm going to call it because these are no longer kids in this movie. <laughs> You're going to have our audience looking up on HBO Max and looking up, where's Nightmare on Elm Street? Graduation day. I can't find it. <laughs> That's uh, Nick and Vic swore to me that it was called graduation day. There's a horror movie actually called graduation well, day. Well, I'm hoping watch that. the people who have watched this movie or people who are watching this podcast have already watched a movie that came out in 1989. Maybe our recommendation of it or not recommendation of it may <laughs> steer them towards not watching any of these movies. All right. Well, we don't know. We'll, we'll see what. Well, I'm sure the, I'm sure a few people have probably checked out one and three now. So Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, not graduation day. Oh, come on. It literally, they literally graduate in the second scene. That's true. So um, actually, this would be, in fact, Nightmare on Elm Street, the dream child. Are you sure? Because that wouldn't suggest we have to deal with a kid this whole movie oh god we just i just got done watching it and it part two at least those kids know how to act that's okay that's that's fair point but 90 percent of the time a child actor in a horror movie is going to make it less scary add a bad actor to the movie and make the whole thing lame i'm not saying this movie's going to suffer that fate but 90 percent of the time that this is what happens well, let's go on to our never-ending opening credits. Yes, we have the, the dark opening credits, the first, first opening credits I've seen in a while in this series that does not have an, a great pop song over the opening credits. We instead get... Dan and Alice having sex, you know. Because this is, the, the, of course, the <clears throat> conception of the dream child. They're basically telling the audience, you guys are stupid, and we have to show you how babies are born. Even though, you know... You can definitely tell. If you pay attention, this ain't Dan and Alice. Hell no. Maybe Dan wasn't even there during filming, or maybe he was shy. He was probably somewhere taking motorcycle lessons. Or that. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's gonna need we him. see how, the, how that ends for him. Yeah, he should, fire, he should get a refund back from his instructor. Oh, yeah. So, and then we get our, like every Nightmare on the Street movie, we get our first dream sequence. We have Alice back from part four, of course. Except this time she's blonde instead of... What would you say? She was brunette or a redhead in that and or Auburn in that movie? Well, she said in real life Lisa Wilcox was a blonde. So they tried to uh, not bleach her hair, but I guess wash her hair red. But it on the white made for a weird mix. I it guess. looked more Auburn to me. Yeah. Like, because Auburn is more... Pretty much it's almost brunette, but it's also on that verge of still technically being a redhead. How attracted to you, how attracted to her were you since you were always attracted to redheads? That will gauge it based on that scale. I really wasn't, to be fair. So then she wasn't a redhead. <laughs> you can tell they're going for a gothic, very grainy, old-fashioned look. Yeah, because all of a sudden she jumps out of the, you know, the water, her, her shower, gets up, she walks around naked for a little bit, and then all of a sudden she's now in... Amanda Kruger's body being strolled down the hallway. Which means they're in the insane asylum. Yeah, where they most likely had finally just found this woman. Now, for those that don't know, this makes you actually have to remember back to part, part three. three, Dream Warriors, where it was explained the origin of Freddy Krueger was that his mother, unfortunately, was locked in the insane asylum with a bunch of crazy people. A hundred, a hundred maniacs. A hundred maniacs who raped her and... Hit her away for... A few days before, finally, when everyone came back from holiday weekend, boom, they finally find her almost dead without the amount of abuse she took. And now, nine months later, we she's being strolled down in Alice's body, about to have uh, Freddy Krueger. Instead, Alice finally wakes up, though. We're going to get back to that in a second. But first, 
It's graduation day. Oh, yeah. This is where the title comes from. Graduation. Graduation day. day. Now, let's try to pinpoint how long it's been since part four. Just give like we can give one year. So Alex already again. Yeah. Has a new friendship group, a new friend group already. Yeah. And they're that close. They're that that close knit. Fuck her trauma. Well, they can't be that close knit. She doesn't know. None of them know what happened to her. Let's go ahead and uh, at least introduce. Obviously, we already know Alice. We already know Dan. But now we get to meet Greta. Who's your uh, supermodel-esque female character. Who is basically pressured by her mom to be a supermodel. You get Mark, who is your comic book nerd guy who obviously has a crush on Greta. Yes. Then you get Yvonne, who is our uh, swimmer, athletic nurse, who uh, probably should have died, but never does. Oh, and of course the parents, but none of them, no one gives two shits. Well, no, Except I mean... Except for the dad. Alice's dad now is going for father of the year. He's completely turned things around. Yep, he's going to his like AA meetings, he's sober. He showed up for graduation. Yep. <laughs> the bar is low, but... And he's, he's even said he didn't want to embarrass her with a drunk showing up. Yeah. This guy has more of a character arc than most of the characters in this movie, so that's Right. Cool. But yes, yeah, so... I think he has more of a character arc than Alice does in this movie. So basically we have Alice one year later... The amazing social creature she is has a whole new friendship group, tight-knit group of would-be and will-be victims. But uh, I got I to gotta take a small U-turn because I did ask, ask this to myself. So this movie, you know, between four and five, there's no uh, Freddy attacks because Freddy's still down. But also in between the movies, while the movie's still going on, is Freddy really not going after anyone except for the main cast? Why would Freddy just leave everyone? Think about all the kids he could be going after, and yet you don't hear any of their attacks except for the main cast. It's interesting because that's definitely true. And at this point in the story, there's other Elm Street kids. There should be, right? By this time, it's not like Elm Street went away as a street. So Mm -hmm. conceivably, there's people that live on Elm Street and should be getting victimized. But I guess their logic against that would be that he still needs Alice to kind of bring people in, but sort now of, he, but not now really. He, now he uses the kid in this movie, so he still needs some kind of gateway into whatever. But but even so, even in the I'm to, I'm also thinking the original movies, part yeah. two, out of the picture though. So part three at least kind of answers that, but in part one, it sounds like again he's only attacking the main crew. He's not going after anyone else. That's true. I think that. The only way we can justify that is if we, in our own brains, make up an idea that Freddy has limits on his energy and he only has the energy to haunt a certain amount of dreams. Maybe like like one dream per night takes up his energy or something like that. Because so if he can just go in on people's dreams with full energy, you're right. He would have killed the entire town within the first year of his duties. So, so then that you know what that tells me? Freddy just isn't leveled up enough for this. He isn't for a, up, a lot of these characters, like Alice. Nope. He needs probably be max level to take on Alice, and Alice is still kicking his ass, which means he's probably only like level 90. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he needs to take some steroids or if he needs to. Well, he kind of does in one scene, so we, we'll talk about that one. That's true. He needs a. I guess his power, though, is based on the level of fear, so he has to start invoking more fear in the town. Mm-hmm. But they keep covering him up, I guess. So, anyways, post graduation sequence, we now get. Of course, we have to have a Freddy resurrection scene. Well, this one, somehow Alice is walking on her way to work and enters dreamland while still awake. So I guess she's daydreaming again? I think with her, 
we can at least say that we can give her benefit of the doubt that she special things can happen with her in dreams because she clearly has some powers. Right. So anyway, so before she even gets to the new, I'm going to say this new asylum, we get the little girl and this little girl says nine, 10 Freddy's back again. I'm pretty sure it's nine, 10 never sleep again. They messed up the nursery rhyme. Either. Yes. Wow. How? I mean, I, under, I can slightly understand the point of saying... But wait, this, is, that, but is that the first time in the movies they actually got to the 9-10 part, though? Oh, no, all the movies got to 9-10. So this little girl took it upon herself to change the lyrics. <laughs> yes, just because this is the scene where Freddy comes back to life. I'm like, we know he's coming back to life. We don't need our nursery rhyme changed for that reason. My complaint about these, all these movies that these little kids... Stop doing jump rope. Go play hopscotch. Play hide and seek. Do something different, all right? You just jump rope in for the rest of eternity. I well, well I they do that. change something. The asylum's no longer a part of the hospital. It's now yeah. a castle. Well, it's now Dracula's castle. Well, they're definitely taking liberties. This is loosely connected to part four, and I use loosely very loosely because of the church scene. Because that castle wasn't in part four either. I mean. It has Alice, so it is connected, but they forget a lot of stuff from part four, apparently. Or they just never watched it. So, so far, basically, what we have is we have an opening couple dream sequences. We have Alice with a new friend group. I didn't have that many friends in high school. She makes new friends every six months, a whole new group. So, now, I want to call back to part four because we had a little argument about the worst resurrection scenes in the series. You think the part four resurrection was actually even worse than this the atrocity. The dog pissed! fire this alien fetus freddy how do you explain what the hell happened here what is this i'm fine with that he he brought his mother back to life to give birth to him this looked like the little damn jason alien from jason goes to hell crawled into freddy and that should be motherfucking jason i mean i'm fine with that the only good thing about this scene was the line it's a boy that's the only good thing about this scene well so apparently the scene was i found out this scene apparently was also cut down because they're because obviously it should have been cut out not cut down <laughs> so i want to say when freddy's actual resurrection his you got that really big like weird hand pumpkin head hand yeah he's got that weird like praying mantis foot almost what the hell so apparently there's a, a few things cut from that scene that would actually make a little bit more sense to that i mean freddy having turned into an alien is the only thing that would justify what i saw <laughs> that was not a human being body that was and alien fingers and shit, so... Ah, it's fine. <laughs> One thing is, at the graduation, turns out that Dan was planning to take Alice on a trip to Paris. Now, in another world, they board Flight 180 <laughs> on their way to Paris. Oh, fuck. So this is all connected to Death's plan. I'm not thinking. <laughs> so this is all connected. Better they didn't get on that, that trip to Paris, so... Um, Better they didn't because uh, Dan still dies. Well, yeah, it's just Death getting him now or getting him later on, so... At the graduation... She complains to Dan about dreaming about Freddy. And Dan says something that, again, I think sums up the entire series. They say in every movie, he says, if you don't dream him up, he can't hurt you. This is what keeps happening. These characters keep dreaming of him and bringing him back to life. Well, the only, That's what keeps happening. So black, here's the problem with this one. Yes, whereas part four, that, would, that made some sense. This one is kind of hard when Freddy is influencing the fetus now. Freddy, even when he's dead... Still has some form of influence. Some form of influence. He was definitely influencing Kristen in part four to dream about him again. Yeah. And clearly, I think maybe he somehow influenced Alice to actually get pregnant. <laughs> so, I don't know how. I mean, fair. He did the same thing in a book I read. 
let's talk about this pool scene. This indoor pool party? Yeah! What the hell? Why not? This looks like it's at a YMCA. They got they got beer bottles like I'm in the indoor this. pool. It's I'm fine with this. It's creative. I've never seen it before. This, um, is, this gives us a little bit of character development. A little bit. Because... Not much. The only character development we get with these characters. Yeah, they give a throwaway line to Greta about, aren't you tired of your, your mom pushing you around and, you know, making you do stuff? And... Mark's afraid of blood, even though he draws a lot of blood. That doesn't really ever pay itself off, though. No, it doesn't. But, uh, one thing I want to bring up back to Alice's dream. Mm -hmm. After Freddy's resurrected, Freddy runs because the mom shows up. Alice and Amanda were talking, and as Amanda's saying the word tower, doors close, and apparently Alice didn't hear the word tower. It did close right when she was saying tower. But I, heard, but I clearly heard it, and I'm deaf in one ear. It should have closed as she said, find me in the... And then the door, have the door start closing as she's starting the sentence, and then it closes wherever the sentence lands. Then it would be a little bit less decipherable because then it probably would have closed when she says that, look for me, and then that's it. My question is, where were you in part four, Freddy's mom? You were there in part three. You were just, what are you, on on, um, ghost, on a ghostly vacation during yes. part four? She finally decided And you finally look, came back in part five? She finally decided to look what heaven looks like, and she didn't like it. And how the hell is she there at the exact moment that Freddy's resurrected? Well, from what I could gather... Uh, it is heavily implied that Freddy actually brought her back himself. The mom? Yeah. No, oh, it's a good sign. That way he could then be reborn himself, in which case all this shit happens. But the problem is, apparently she st still has some power over him. and Well, he Freddy, he's scared of her. Yeah, so he obviously didn't think this whole thing through. No, I don't think so. He's She's like, find me, and Freddy's like, we'll see, bitch. We'll see. It's like, it doesn't sound like a solid plan, Freddy. If, you, right, if, you, right. if she finds point, her, you're probably screwed. So. Yeah, at that point, why not just kill her again and relieve her now that you're done with her? Well, the nun leaves, the mom leaves, and then doesn't Freddy just goes away. End. It's like, uh, she left, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead and kill Alice now. She left. So um, so death one, Dan. Dan's death. So This got, one's pretty elaborate, in my opinion. This is an amazing scene, but I got one problem with it. It didn't happen? He falls asleep at the wheel, right? Right. The scene before that, we see him at the pool party. Nope. Give me one line. Give me something where he says, I stayed up all night. Give me some reason why he's suddenly so tired. All I need is one line suggesting that, you know, I stayed up all night for this reason or haven't got any sleep lately. At the pool party, he's chilling and looking perfectly fine. As soon as he gets in the car to drive, suddenly he's dozing off. Uh, it's called, Just it's called, give um, us one line. It's called uh, tunnel vision. No, no. The movie should have, if, if the plan is for him to fall asleep at the wheel, you're going to show him in the scene right before that. Just establish something to give the audience like a little breadcrumb of, oh, this is why he's falling asleep. It's, it's, it's bad writing. I'm it's, telling you. It's fine. It's not. It's it, not. Is, it is bad writing, but it's fine. It's fine. Because now we get. At the pool party, he was chilling uh, wide awake. Right? Now we get Freddy, um, you know, turning the truck into a monster almost while also uh, telling Dan that his champagne sucks. Bad year, Dan. <laughs> I'm laughing this whole scene. And sitting there, poor he, he randomly He randomly rips his arm off for no reason. Freddy's oh, no, being, he makes a, he makes a uh, seatbelt out of it. Oh, my goodness. Freddy's being an asshole. I love that. Yeah, he is. And then he slams the brakes, and, of course, Dan goes through the pool window. Not the truck window, the pool window. The pool window. This is also... And also, how did Dan get all fucked? 
Like, his clothes are just so ripped. It looked <laughs> like he fought a bear, not got thrown out a window. My question is, he comes out of the pool. He knows Freddy's after him. Why would you get on the motorcycle and drive off? Do you think that's a good plan right there, Dan? Probably not, because he gets turned into, you know, motorcycle tar man. Motorcycle tar man, yeah. The motorcycle I was thinking that, Ghost Rider, you could say a bunch of things about what he gets turned into. Right, but, I mean, granted, the bike... You know, when Dan finally gets, when Freddy's finally done with that bike, bike looks fucking amazing. Dan's might as well already be dead at this point because his whole body was ripped of shreds and it, all it is left is his skull and eyes. His, and he, his eyes look legit worried too. Yeah. But it's hilarious. Freddy's like just taunting him the whole time. <laughs> Fuel injection. Don't dream and drive. Every line is on point. And then so, all of a sudden. This boy's got a need for speed. And then all of a sudden, Dan wakes up in the truck and gets pulverized by an 18-wheeler. My thing is that basically all that happens is that he fell asleep at the wheel and, and died, got, got hit by the truck. Yeah. Even if Freddy didn't mess with him, he probably was going to die by that truck anyway. He was going to fall asleep anyways. Yeah. What, what the hell was all that stuff Freddy was doing for no reason? For the fun of it. Well, he definitely had fun. <laughs> that's the most fun I've seen Freddy have in a death scene. As an audience, that's, the movie is peaked right here. Yeah, pretty it's all much downhill from here. Because now we find out Alice is pregnant, and we meet Jacob. Now, listen, you know I hate child actors in horror movies, right? But I want to give Jacob the benefit of the doubt, give him a chance. Watch this first scene with him. I hate him after 12 seconds. There's first line of dialogue. I'm wishing this guy would just get off the screen and go away. I'm sorry your boyfriend died. And she correctly asks, how do you know that? Uh, you're sad. <laughs> Why would her being sad imply that her boyfriend died? What the hell? Who wrote this shit? I mean, she could be sad because she's pregnant with this jackass. Yeah. Didn't you he know, looks like he should be in the Adams Family. Right. But then again, you also mentioned something before we started, and that's this movie only had, what, two months to actually be done? The director said he had one month to film and one month to edit. So they also probably didn't have that much time to also cast. So they probably just pulled in whatever kid they saw first. I'm not hating the actors so much as just saying that the introduction of his character just does nothing for me. Well, how about this? Everyone is trying to convince Alice that Dan's death was an accident. Well, okay, fair. I mean, no one else knows what's going on. When you say everyone, you mean Yvonne. Yvonne, Greta, and Mark all believe it was just an accident. Yeah, they're sitting there. They're listening to her story, but they're also trying to... Oh, yeah. They're also so, rationalizing that she's just pregnant and she's going through hormones. So this annoyed me because... She basically, this is the third movie in a row where they've done this, where she's basically recapping the entire series, or the history of Freddy. They always feel a need to recap to the audience Freddy's history, basically. Who he is, and whatever. But in the recap, she leaves out her own history with Freddy. Yeah. As in, she just dealt with him last year, and he just killed my brother and my last, my last friend group. Yeah. Which would have been important information as she's speaking to her current friend group. Yeah. A simple warning of, hey... From my experience, you guys might be in trouble. Would have been nice, considering future events. Right. Well, how about we just go to Greta's dinner party where it gets awkward because she's being ogled by by old men. There's a lot going on in the scene. <laughs> did, you, did you notice that the mother is the adult version of um, Laura Quigley's character from Return of the Living Dead? Yes, I did. That is the adult version of her. If she had made it to 50, <laughs> that's what she looks like, is the redhead from Return of the Living Dead. And I get the feeling they purposely did that. And I even looked. I wanted to see if that was you actually Linda was actually Quigley. Her. But this movie's only a few years after Return of the Living Dead. So yeah, no so, way. I mean, you know, makeup can make her look a little older, but no, it's not. 
that doesn't look like a mom who should be like pitching beauty to her child. Oh hell no, that mom looks like she should be pitching uh, how you get rid of your second husband. So let's get to her death. This, her death, which was apparently was was heavily cut down. There was a lot more food going into her in the uncut version, apparently. I figured that was going to be the case because he because we only see him what three knifefuls and all of a sudden her mouth is full and she's choking. I'm like, three mouthfuls wouldn't have done that. Yeah, this kind of fell flat to me because we haven't had enough time with Greta to care. Um, the only reason Dan's death could have been impactful is because we already knew him from a previous movie. Did you notice there was an awkward um, scene prior to Greta's death where they show Greta after Dan died. She's in her room and she's crying over Dan's death as if he was her long lost lover. Do you remember the scene? It's like they a quick, best friends. Of course, she's gonna cry. She was not best friends with Dan. She was friends with Dan. That, that's her friend's boyfriend. Hey, she she that, should not be. Mean, she should not herself not be crying over him in that way. If they were really good friends, they would be. She met him six months ago. <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> we're we're being very nice with the one For year. For all we know, this friend group was probably kind of in their early stages before. No, no, because we already had to do that for. Chris and the Dream Warriors, or, basically. Or, for all we know, Greta was one of those three girls that Dan dated in the previous movie. Oh, my God. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, she was crying for him in an unnatural way, and it was an awkward scene to put in the movie for no reason. Why, why even show her crying in her room? Her death didn't do anything for me. Nah, not really. The only thing that did for me was the, uh, kind of that, uh, the part in the fridge where everything just starts getting moldy real quick. Yeah. That actually... Was, the effects were cool. Yeah, the effects were good. But it was too... Um, it looked too... Not childish, but just her her makeup and how her face looked. It looked like a damn comedy, basically. Mm -hmm. it, was too, it was too comedic. And then, for, and then she's sitting there screaming on the door, and Freddy comes in and just snatches her up. It's like, it's okay. just too. It's just too early in the movie. Like We don't know enough about her or care enough about her to care about this scene. Yeah, notice how all the other movies, besides this one, the only characters they really kill off early are the ones that were in previous movies we already knew. Yeah. You're only going to have, like, three death scenes in this movie, right? I think. Yeah. You should, like, really take space your time out. and space them out. Like, killing off Greta this early is just a waste. They kill off Dan. I mean, Dan, I could understand. That sets the stakes. And, that, and that's, a, that's their version of killing off the person from the previous movie. Yeah. And this one. And then... Greta wasn't what not even 10 minutes later movie still has about an hour to go yeah she's still grieving over Dan when she dies yep and so Mark Mark we find out you know if you weren't paying attention by now uh, had a thing for Greta yeah so he's very much torn by this yep and he loses it on Yvonne because Yvonne doesn't want to listen to uh, Alice's uh, Story. ramblings stories so this is where we get a clear divide with mark is on board with the freddy story and he's actually going to help alice and yvonne is basically saying they're both crazy and she's going to go off and do her own thing while still sort of being in the background of the movie but for now she's not going to really play a big role other than being the skeptical hippo well this is where mark finally uh realizes alice was telling the truth the whole time he ends up having a dream about her and almost falls down what looks like what, the fallopian tube? Yep. And he actually gets his, slit, his, his wrist slit, too, I think, or something. Uh, his hands were sliced open. Yep. Um, so he's, I mean, he's a believer because, obviously, he's he now almost been, died. Yeah. So now we're going to have, we're going to have, basically, Mark and, and Alice working together. And Mark's going to be doing a lot of research well, on Freddy's history. This is also the same scene where we were just talking how this is probably the best scene Jacob is in because he loses it on Alice. I wrote down hint. Alice is Jacob's unborn son. It's like it's not much of a hint when he screams at her. Why don't you love me? I love you. 
<laughs> she realizes it, I think, in the moment. Afterwards, she wakes up. She's talking to... She's talking to Mark, Mark. and says, uh, he's after Jacob. He's after my baby. Mark's like, oh, who's Jacob? He's my baby. He goes, oh, you Marty named him already. I guess I have. <laughs> so, so she knows, basically, that her unborn child is in her dreams or she's in... His dreams. Yep, and, and she and realizes Alice is Alice finally realizes that unborn babies do dream, and Freddy's using Jacob's dream to get to his victims. Yes, and Freddy's feeding souls to Jacob, so I guess he's trying to make a little baby Freddy. See, there's so much going on with that. I didn't understand. I never understand what Freddy's plan is really, but I especially don't understand what's going on here with the baby and Freddy. He's like mentoring him for some reason. So the one thing I don't understand is it looks like he's teaching him to be the next dream demon guy. So. <laughs> One thing I don't understand is this next little scene, this subplot scene that goes nowhere. Dan's parents tries to tell her, yeah, you're, we're going to go to court and we're going to get your baby. What the hell? I saw this too and I was just like, okay, this makes sense. But they, sort don't, of. they don't take it anywhere. There's no follow-up. If they did the follow, a follow-up to it or did a few more scenes with these two literally trying to tell Alice that the kid is ours. You could have carried that subplot to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because you've already killed off two characters. We don't want the third to die right away. Yeah. They didn't really do anything with that, so. I mean, hell, they could have had the actual climax maybe before the like 30 minutes before the movie ended and have her have her address that subplot to eventually show, I'm oh, fine now. No matter what happens to Freddy, her future is going to be in court. <laughs> she got it. She's going to have some legal problems going forward um, because basically they're going to try to show that she's an unfit mother. And Which, again, doesn't go anywhere because we find out she gets to keep the baby. We sort of do, but sort of not really. Well, yeah, we do because in comics, she, she her and Jacob are fighting oh, Freddy. In the books, Freddy, uh, Jacob is fighting Freddy okay. after finding out Alice died. I know, but those things are borderline. Those are like a different canon. So. They could still be classified as canon. If and, I haven't read the comics, I know the books could be because all of them take place about maybe 19 years after the first movie. Yeah. No, I'm all on, of them could possibly. I'm be on true. board with them being canon. It's all about what you believe. If you want to go strictly movie canon, then movie canon wise, we don't nope. know. We don't know what happens to Alice and Jacob. Mm. Movie canon, at least. Does Freddy look weird to you in this movie? I feel like his makeup is off. Yeah, he does. He doesn't look as gross as he normally does. He it, now and now looks like the burns are finally drying. Yeah, it looks like almost like it's like a rough draft. Like they missed the final layer to put over his face. Yeah, so it's like. Looks like a peeled skin, but right. Well, notice how burn. each movie that goes on, his skin gets drier and drier. I mean, the first yeah. movie, it almost looked like he was just killed. Second movie, you could still see, you could see that it was drying up a little. Third movie, again, they try because he was still, they're still trying to make him scary. Fourth movie, there's barely anything on him, and then this one is just he's dry. I just feel like in this one, I don't know why, but to me, it looks the worst in this one. He looks like just really like almost like he's wearing a mask. Yeah, I just didn't think that it looked. Maybe it's because again it was rushed, but the makeup looks almost unfinished to me. Yeah, it makes um, you wonder. Since this was rushed, and how long Robert England had to sit for that makeup? Do you think he left that makeup on the entire month they were filming? Ha. <laughs> uh, me having to go to sleep with that? Even you think? I doubt that. Uh, that would have sucked. Jeez, but imagine but there, him as Freddy in his daily life. He could have scared his neighbors. Like, but crazy. there is... Well, he probably would have stayed on set in his trailer. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was... Definitely, apparently, it was like a good, solid, what, three to five hours of him getting makeup on to be Freddy. So, mm. so Alice looks... So, now everybody goes to sleep in this next scene. Alice looks for Amanda. Yvonne goes swimming. I wonder how well that goes. 
Well, it should have went a lot worse for her, because, but it didn't. Because for me, it's going to come out and say it, I hate Yvonne. Yvonne is Annoying. officially, for me, the most unlikable character in the series up to this point. I'm not going to talk about future sequels, but so far at this point, I've never wanted a character to die as much as I want Yvonne to die in this movie. Is it because uh, when nobody takes her side, she kind of lashes out? Well, no, it's, it's, it's because she's skeptical to a point of just ridiculousness at a certain point. I mean, when, when multiple of your friends die and your other best friend's telling you about something that's obviously she's very passionate about, you could at least give it a chance and, then and not when, be completely dismissive of it. And then when your other friend who was originally dismissive of it is now a believer because something happened to him. Yeah. You, But then again, this movie, again, with Alice... It's such bad writing to me that the movie doesn't allow her just to tell them, hey, this happened to me last year. How do you think my brother died? Mm. What do you think happened to my last group of friends? Like, Alice refuses to actually give them the story. And I have no idea why. Yeah, it's never so... explained. I'd, Mark walks in with a file on Freddy. He's like, he's done this before. Dallas! You, you know... <laughs> Is it in your file that last year he attacked your friend Alice? Right. Like, the, the ignoring that was, like, kind of like, whoa, this is weird. This is the direct sequel to part four. So, it makes you, it kind of makes me wonder with one thing, even though they sometimes mention it with Alice, because Alice even says to herself she's done it before. Or, when, like, when, when like the, whenever she goes up against Freddy, she mentions, I've beaten you before, I'll beat you again. She does. And, and also, when she's talking to her father... Her father says a line about... Wanting a son because he wants another male Yeah, because I definitely... At that point, I was like, I better be some, I better see some mention of Rick or some grieving of Rick. It's not realistic that the family would just like immediately move on from... Right. You only have three people left in the family. One of them dying would be a big deal. So it deal. makes me wonder... So that's one thing, but... Do you think they... Uh, have you found anything that maybe they were filming this movie at the same time as the fourth movie? No, they definitely weren't. They weren't? Okay. No, because this was, again, this was only one month of filming, and this came out a year after the fifth, the fourth one. Nah, there's no way. Um, nah, I mean, I've heard, I've heard nothing, nothing to say that. But, but something, like I said, yeah, so there's that, and then you're right. When she's with Freddy, you can tell there's history there. But somebody when writing the script, I guess, just didn't think about the idea of, like, why would her close friend circle... Not so, enough. obviously... Both her and Dan were attacked by right. Freddy. So both of them would be like, unless they just completely hit, hit the whole thing. But now when you're trying to convince them that Freddy's real, now would be the time to be like, okay, I have the ultimate evidence. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yvonne probably still wouldn't have believed it with how her character is. And, and by the way, why I don't like Yvonne also is because this next death is because of Yvonne. Because um, Alice is so busy attending to Yvonne... That she, that she can't interfere in Mark's dream and help him out. Yep, and Mark is gets pulled into his comic book. Uh, apparently, his dream power is gunslinging. Well, he's the only one in this movie that actually uses a dream power. Right. So credit to him, he's a throwback to the Dream Warriors because he at least, like, the Wizard Master and... Yeah, but at least with this guy, he stays far enough away to not let Freddy get a hold of him until Freddy becomes Super, Super Freddy. Freddy. Now, Which quick. is played by a different actor. Now, who would win? Very quickly, Super Freddy or Uber Jason? Who you got? Put my money on Super Freddy. Me too. 
Because <laughs> Super Freddy's just basically messing with him. Exactly. He's got some good lines. I mean, if, if regular Freddy kicked his ass in the real world, what would Super Freddy do in the dream world? Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, Freddy did pinball Jason. This is a fun scene. This is the second best scene after Dan scene. Mm-hmm. But still didn't really do anything for me. So, most likely, I feel like this scene probably should have been bloodier. And honestly, what I'm feeling like is... It's probably cut down. Well, yeah, but what I feel like is when... Is before Mark turned into his gunslinger mode, he was probably actually already killed when all that stuff in his room fell. When we saw all that stuff falling, I feel like that's probably where well, Mark actually died. This is why I don't understand because basically the EMT afterwards is like saying like you know he died from the stuff collapsing on him. Right. In the movie, it makes it seem like Freddy ripped him apart. Ripped him apart. When Alice sees him also, he's like under... He's, he's underneath all that stuff that collapsed. And even the EMT said... So again, that place so, is up, not so up again Freddy had to make it look like a suicide or like an accident, basically. Right. Which still makes no sense that Freddy doesn't want to take credit for stuff. I don't buy Mark falling asleep with his stakes that high at that point. What I don't buy is... He's already been attacked by Freddy in the dream. Mm-hmm. And then with everything going on, I just don't buy him falling asleep there. Here's a real question. Why did he put himself in the position to be able to fall asleep? He, he was laying down. I don't buy it. I feel like they got to a point in the movie where they were like, okay, we need to kill him so he has to fall asleep. But this is someone who spent the last couple of days researching Freddy, has files on Freddy, has been attacked by Freddy, is heavily motivated by the girl he was crushing on getting killed by Freddy. I just don't buy him. And then also, he's supposed to be watching Alice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's another the, callback to the first one that didn't end well. The Johnny Depp thing, because Johnny Depp was just like a careless character. <laughs> it was almost damn near a non-believer also. The stakes is high. I just don't buy Mark just being like, Ugh. just falling asleep. And then, of course, getting killed. And, and of course, I still blame Yvonne because Freddy's doing double duty here. He's basically <laughs> messing with uh, both Mark and Yvonne at the same time. Essentially. Yeah. So now uh, Yvonne's job is to go find Amanda's dead body because you find out she wasn't actually buried. Yeah. And in uh, the castle, I should mention. Why, why establish Mark as the one who's doing all the research and actually the believer here, mm. and his reward is death, and then Yvonne basically gets to swim her way into like, being alive. So. so what I feel like should have happened, this, this is just me personally, I still pro- I, me personally I would have killed Mark still, but at the end, he still finds Amanda, then he goes to sleep to go in to help Alice, sees what's happening with Alice, start, it turns into his gunslinger mode, starts shooting Freddy, and then Freddy still kills him. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Well, I'm cool with... I think it feels like in the future movies, starting with this one, it seems like they they went away from wanting to have... Well, actually, go back to Dream Warriors. It seems like the number of movies, they always do want to have like more than one survivor. They don't want to have just the heroine at the end. They don't want to have the heroine and like either her boyfriend or at least one friend, it seems like. Well, in this the case... movies always have survivors. So it's just, to me, it's, it's about picking which is going to be which friend to pick to survive. They probably pulled from a hat. Yvonne, like, no matter what she does, after the first half of the movie, we don't care about her. So so here's another thing I'm going to mention. During this climax scene, I just want to say they wanted to give a nod to the labyrinth. Because this is almost beat by beat the same final scene as in the labyrinth. You know, you got your weird-ass stairs that everyone's in different angles trying to get to each other. And mm. instead of David Bowie as the villain, you get Freddy Krueger, who turns into Dan. I'm, I'm very much confused. Oh, you need to watch the Labyrinth? Because I haven't seen Labyrinth, so... Well, you need to watch the fucking Labyrinth, sir. Because the Labyrinth goes does this, but for like five 
minutes. Okay, are we at the ending, basically? Yeah, because we're at the end. Here's my problem with this. <laughs> Give Freddy some damn respect here. Don't have him actually get tricked by a kid and get his ass kicked by a kid. You're... F- from what I know, Freddy's smarter than that to get tricked by a little a ch- a child, basically, being like, um, Freddy, leave her alone. Let, let, I want to play with you. And Freddy being like, giving the face of like, oh, you're going to be my friend, Jacob. I need a friend. And then Freddy's like all curious and walking towards him. And then his mom is just like, now, Jacob. And then Freddy's like looking all scared. I was like, this is the lamest death scene for Freddy ever. So- Even more so than bearing his bones all right yeah so what i did i did like the whole the uh effects they were doing with freddie pretty much ripping out of alice that was a pretty cool that was pretty cool the effects there but if i, if uh, I thought alice was actually in trouble it'd be cool yeah well but the fact that I'm, I'm not buying her in danger makes it not matter to me well considering fact on i'm sorry she probably should have died from this with how much damage she just took I mean, Freddy was literally ripping out of her, like, fucking... What, what was the kid's name in the part two? Jesse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was ripping out of Jesse. Only difference is Jesse lived in that one, too. Yeah, what happened to poor Jesse, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> that dude definitely moved away from Springwood. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, Amanda reabsorbs him before he starts ripping back out of her. Yeah, Freddy didn't lose this one, either. Freddie was just like, okay, this is a mild con- inconvenience. At this point in the series, everything is always going to be setting up a sequel. At this point in the series, there's no definitive endings because you know we're bringing back Freddie. I didn't like Freddie being suckered in by the kid. A six-year-old, basically, <laughs> is, is actually like making Freddie look like a... Like, Freddie's supposed to be a relatively smart villain. Mm-hmm. And this scene, when Jacob tricks him, he's just a complete idiot. He actually has Alice basically dead and lets her go in order to get tricked by Jacob. It's just... Yeah, bad. pretty much. It's just bad. If I was Robert England, I'd be like, hey, there's got to be more to the death than this. Just me getting tricked by the kid. <laughs> and then him ripping out of uh, What's-Her-Face. I don't even know what the hell that meant or what happened. There. That meant Freddy didn't lose. Now, everyone... But we do get a beautiful ending shot of... Alice, oh. the father, the kid, and Yvonne. And the little kids oh, yeah. on the jump rope. Oh, yeah. Now, that basically means they're either in a dream or, or that just Freddy's still around. Freddy's still around. Anyway, that's the movie, so I hope everyone enjoyed. Y'all all have a good... Oh, wait a minute. We're forgetting something, aren't we? A category called Categories? <laughs> Did you forget about that? Okay, fine. So, best performance for me is Alice's father. Wow. Again, because he had more growth than Alice did in this movie. The only He's in two scenes, though. I'm fine with that. No, My he's God. in about four. He's in four scenes. But either way, this time you see that he has... He, cares about his kids you see how worried he is unlike the previous movie where he looked like he didn't give two flying fucks until rick dies yeah true but still he's he's more likable and more believable than any of the other characters we get in this movie maybe besides mark but that's besides the point best performance for me is dan (laughs) because him in that death scene is amazing there's so much shit happening to him like he sells it very well like his eyes, if those are really his eyes, when he's turned into uh, a ghost rider, mm-hmm. his eyes look so scared when he's on the bike. I got to go with Dan. It was a standout uh, scene. So. All righty. <laughs> so worst, I think I already know yours is probably the same as mine. Jacob. I was going to say Yvonne, but okay. Well, Because at least Jacob had one good scene. Yvonne, honestly, was just annoying throughout the whole movie. They both were annoying to me, though. So. <laughs> 
It was just weighing in my brain which one was more annoying. And for me, it was Jacob. Best scene, Dan's death. Dan's death, for sure. Dan's death is like, it's up there with the best death scenes in the entire series. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the top five. Oh, yeah. No question. So worst for me is the subplot scene because it goes nowhere. What's the point of what was the point in that? The the would be custody battle that goes nowhere. For me It's probably the end, isn't it? It's the graduation scene. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a scene actually after Dan dies where um Yvonne, Mark, and um Alice are walking at uh Mark's place, basically his factory. Uh, so after Greta's death. There's a weird thing in this movie where like it seems like a lot of the lines are dubbed. Like the the actors' voices, the dialogue is unnaturally turned up. In a weird way. Okay, yeah. I, did you I, did you did you notice this? Oh yeah. There's certain scenes where it looks like either they, they've all been dubbed over with like their lines basically, or that they unnaturally turn the dialogue up to like an unnatural tone. Yeah, and also it kind of just seemed awkward. Like when uh, Mark looks at Alice and goes, "Tell me more about Freddie." He, he said, didn't sound like anything. He's supposed to be distraught over Greta's death, and he just sounded meh. It makes all the acting seem horrible because it seems like all the lines are being dubbed. So that was a horrible scene for me. Right. So what would you like to explore more? For me, I honestly said nothing about this movie. There, there's nothing for me to explore with this movie. There is, but you said it already. Give the dad more more lines. In fact, let's have Freddy call off the dad. Let's make it a death scene. <gasps> yeah, that would definitely send Alice in a frenzy. There's, you might as well turn the stakes up. Take, turn, you've already ruined her family. Let's turn the stakes up a notch by killing granddaddy. Oh, like I said, that that probably would have been a fight because Alice would have been pissed. It makes you think, like, why Freddy has never thought to target the dad. At a certain point, it's like, that's her only, the most painful thing you could do to her now is take away her dad, probably. Right, because so. obviously she don't care about her friends. You're going to give him scenes and give him a character, and give him a character arc. All right, now let's kill him. I Even mean, have him defend her against Dan's parents. Yeah. So, what would you like to eliminate? I said Dan's parents. Jacob. Jacob. I would have done. A, I would have done a straightforward. Her, her new group of friends. They're graduating. Freddie just starts targeting her again. So literally, Nightmare on Elm Street graduation day. Yes. They just take out the entire child supply. What happened was the producer of the movie at the at the time this was her firstborn child she had had. So she was that was in her mind when she was coming up with ideas. And I just don't like any child plots in horror movies, especially Nightmare on Elm Street, because you have endings where even more offensive than Buster Rhymes beating up Michael Myers is Jacob the Kid outthinking and outsmarting Freddy Krueger. They're on the same level, just one gets a lot of play, the other one's never mentioned. But <laughs> Freddy getting defeated by a little kid, that's just not cool for me. So, All right, so with that being said, I'm, I'm going to be a dick and give this movie a 1.5 out of 4 because the acting was subpar, the plot of it was subpar, the kid definitely annoyed me, and the ending was just, it made no sense. And honestly, again, what's the point of giving this movie that kind of ending, even though we all know Freddy's not gone? He did, he wasn't beaten. So why would we give these characters a happy ending when Freddy just ripped right out of his mother in the first fucking place? Yeah, well, well it's left in a spot where probably she'll be dreaming of Freddy pretty soon since he's still alive. So Yeah, well, so I'm giving this movie a 1.5 out of 4. This is probably the, honestly, the worst Freddy movie out there. And that's saying something. You know, I'm not going to fight you on this. I'm pretty much on the same page. We've been watching all of them. And all of them, I have a built-in bias with all of them because I love Freddy and I want to love all the Freddy movies. But this was terrible. 
1.5. The acting was bad, but again, you have the lines being dubbed and horrible written dialogue and horrible plots and horrible characters being written. So I don't blame the actors. I think um, Elisa Wilcox is better than she was in part four. Robert England is always amazing. The father was cool. Mm -hmm. Dan was better than he was in part four. Because he didn't get a lot of time. Yeah, um, I will Gre- say this. Greta probably was good if she got more time, but they didn't give her no time. See, I will say this about this movie: if they were given more than just one month to film, yes, and also more than one month to edit, this movie probably would have been a lot better. Yeah, you know the the director went straight from this to making Predator Two, so the guy can direct. They had yeah. a, they had a good director. Yeah, so Predator maybe, Two is great. Yeah, so maybe the the lack of time and lack of pre production, everything, maybe that was a. St- a thing here because the director can direct but here it's like i know he's going for like a gothic vision here but it just doesn't work it actually ends up looking kind of low budget to me and and also continuity issues do not i repeat do not when it's been established that the asylum is part of the hospital do not make it a fucking castle part four came out a year before this there's no reason to have alice ignoring part four when talking to her friends that too it came out a year before this the director had to, the writer had at least had to watch part four. Um, so little things like that. You have gothic, dark tone, but then like you have all this goofy music throughout the movie. Like when Dan dies, there's Nintendo music in the background. The end scene with Jacob, there's like this goofy little kid music playing. Like there's no actual horror here. They don't even try. Like there's no scares here. Mm-hmm. So, and then just the whole Jacob thing for me just uh, brings down notch. So I'm gonna go with 1.5 also. In all honesty, I would. I would just watch the best bits on YouTube. I would watch Dan's death scene on YouTube. I'd watch Mark's death on YouTube. That's about it. But I, I concur. We still have some movies to go, but so far for me, this is the worst in the series because I feel like part two is a little bit more rewatchable than this. Yeah, so everyone come back next week when we review Freddy's Dead. The final nightmare. And I say final very, very loosely. Very loosely. It's like the final Friday. There's no such thing as a final Friday unless the world ends on that Friday. Which you probably just jinxed right now. You're welcome. Everyone, you have a good night.